Okay. I guess I guess this is our new intro. Well, we don't get to pick our intro. Anymore. I think it's time to start taking bets on our intro. Then if they're gonna screw our intro up with every show now, it's it's getting worse. But hey, it's part of the fun. It's part of the camaraderie of the Animal Farm Radio Show. But uh, we just can't get it right. Get yeah, well, we were gonna start with something dramatic, great music, and then it was gonna go up, and then I was gonna go, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen." And I was gonna go, "You're indeed listening to the one and only Animal Farm Show." The date today is July 10th, 2008. We are live here on the We The People Radio Network. <laughs> my name is Ben Miller, and I'm chilling here with my fellow Tyranny Response Team members, Tony Pax. I quit. And Pyeth on the soundboard. Wait a minute. <laughs> We've got a great show for everyone tonight. Uh, despite our intro, we're going to be getting into some Dennis Kucinich impeachment articles. He yeah. uh, brought out one singular one, uh, as well as some police state articles and uh, your phone calls and the latest news. And, of course, that classic Animal Farm analysis Straight ahead, stay tuned, you are on the farm. You need to pray for the good Lord, protect America. Show. So glad you can join us as always. That was a little ode to our fans. Uh, first time little bumper we played there. We really wanted to say thank you. We do appreciate it, folks. 512-646-1984. <laughs> and yes, our intro seems to be just in shatters. But hey, Stevie Ray Vaughan is, is one of the greatest, so you really can't complain. But I tell you, who, who, who can complain? <laughs> a woman here who shot herself while she was trying to kill mice in her little trailer. This is Potter Valley, California. A Mendocino County woman was trying to kill mice in her trailer with a gun, and but ended up shooting herself and another person. Unfortunately, (laughs) forty-three-year-old woman pulled out her forty-four caliber Magnum, Ben, (laughs) after she saw mice scurrying across the floor floor in a trailer on Highway 20 in Potter Valley. Sheriff said, but she accidentally dropped the gun, which went off as it struck the floor. The bullet went through the woman's kneecap, bounced off the keys, sitting on the belt loop of a four. 42-year-old man in the trailer and grazed the man's groin before ending up in his coin pocket. So, like you said, Ben, maybe there is something to that magic bullet theory after all. Yes. Yeah. How, how do you graze a groin, by the way? I don't even... I think they were just trying to clean it up for, you know, for the, for the news. It, it might have... God knows what happened this poor guy. I mean, they didn't give us any indication in this article, Ben, if anybody was severely injured or dead. No one... All it says, authorities did not release the shooting victims' names, but the mice did escape the shooting unharmed. <laughs> so... Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Score one. And... and 
in another uh, attempt here, another version of female, uh, you know, violence. A woman kills her husband with a folding couch. St. Petersburg. It wow. just it just gets more bizarre, folks. The Russian woman in St. Petersburg killed her drunk husband with a folding couch. Russian media reported on Wednesday. St. Petersburg Channel Five said the man's wife, upset with her husband for being drunk and refusing to get up, <laughs> kicked the handle after an argument, activating a mechanism that folds the couch up against the wall. <laughs> Are you some kind of moron? I can't believe this. I can't believe it. The couch, which doubles as a bed, folds up automatically in order to save space. The man fell between the mattress and the back of the couch. (laughs) I'm not sure if I can finish this. This is terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. I mean, I'm a terrible person for laughing, but this is too bizarre to even be true. The woman then walked out of the room and returned three hours later to check on what she thought was an unusually quiet sleeping husband. Um... It's unbelievable. I guess police here refuse to comment. St. Petersburg Emergency Services Ministry said a private rescue service removed the man's body. And unfortunately, Ben, he did pass away. He died. I mean, just think about the way. This is the way to go. And finally, Ben, and I, I saw this and I said, you know, we've been saying this for how long? How many times have we talked about this drug Mirapex and, and one of the side effects being gambling uh, the urge to gamble. Yeah. Sure enough, it was only a matter of time. A man now says the prescription drug triggered his gambling addiction and he lost $3 million to gambling. Believe. I just don't believe it. Only in America. A so former, now, he's blaming, uh, he's now he's suing, yeah, because this is America, you know, of course. A former Wall Street banker is blending a popular Parkinson's disease medication for triggering a gambling addiction that caused him to lose $3 million, Reuters reported. Randolph Simmons, age 55, says that he took the drug Mirapex from 2002 to 2007, which I wasn't even sure, I wasn't even aware it was even around that long, but sure enough, after being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, he took the drug from 2002 to 2007. He said the drug triggered a gambling compulsion that started as a tickle and snowball within a month. I mean, this is one of the side effects, though, Ben. It clearly states it all over the commercials. He is suing drug makers Boehringer, Ingelheim, Pfizer, and Pharmacia Upjohn, or Pharmacia and Upjohn, (laughs) for a breach of warranty, negligence, and negligent misrepresentation. Wow. (laughs) A, A spokeswoman for Pfizer told Reuters the company has not marketed Mirapex since 2005. So there you go. When medical studies first linked the drug to compulsive behaviors, including gambling. That's why I hadn't recognized it, because it's only been marketed since then. Pfizer said that it had acted reasonably and appropriately during the entire time period it was involved with Mirapex. And Mirapex is also prescribed for restless leg syndrome, which is what we always talk about. I never actually knew it was given to Parkinson's. Parkinson's disease people, but it does make some sense because of the muscle problems. But hey, I mean, you know, not that I'm backing up the drug here or standing up for the drug, but let's yeah. be honest, they in their commercials, you know, that's one of the drugs that has the strangest side effects out of any of them, you know, with all the rectum bleeding and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, the, you know, the yeah. <laughs> one of them is increased urge to gamble, which well, I still like, can't figure out to this day. I'm like, what? Com- common sense really dictates <laughs> that if you're if you're taking drugs, then you need to read the side effects that are listed on the labels. Okay, if one of the side effects is gambling, don't go out gambling. Yeah, well, one eight hundred gambler, call you know, call for some help. I mean, you're losing three million. First of all, I want to know what this man was gambling on. I mean, it's, I mean, to lose three million blackjack, you got to have some patience, even in the bigger casinos. But yeah, three million dollars, man. And he was a former Wall Street banker. Uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, like you I said, like we said, really, decisions. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a matter of time before one of these side effects gets out of control. And, and yeah. you know, the drug does say an increased urge to gamble. And I can only imagine I have an urge to gamble all the time and I'm not taking Mirapex. So yeah. I'm never taking that drug. So there it's you go, a fine man. line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, I agree. 
three, and that's 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 my top three. So it's on to you. Go ahead. Uh, taste testing Nutriloaf. Has anybody Ooh. ever seen Nutriloaf? We you showed I, it to me. I showed everybody a picture <laughs> here in the studio of what Nutriloaf looks like, and it's disgusting. It looks like uh, it looks like a hash brown, a multicolored hash brown. <laughs> hash brown. Yes, with yeah. with uh, uh, pieces of socks. Uh, cut, in cut into and it, rat tails and things of that nature. It looks, it's very colorful. I thought it looked disgusting. more like dirt and horse crap put into a, a loaf of bread shape. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I got. That's what I got from it, Ben. But my imagination is a little out there these days. So. Well, they're thinking that this neutral loaf might be unconstitutional. <laughs> just the name just leaves a bad image. In <laughs> n- neutral loaf. It just sounds something. It just it's, doesn't sound good. It's just disgusting. Sounds like a, a weight uh, loss uh, product or something <laughs> out there. Yeah, this is that slate. Nobody thinks prison food is high cuisine, but could it be so? bad it's unconstitutional <laughs> the question comes up more often than you might think and there's one dish in particular that so offends the plates of american prisoners that it's repeatedly been subject of lawsuits neutral loaf and i strongly uh, encourage everybody to go on google and and just do a google image search on neutral loaf you'll come up with some disgusting yeah, images stomach it yeah if you if you if you think if you think you could eat something like that man that's like something they wouldn't even feed the people on fear factor it's just oh, disgusting man, it's, it's pretty bad yes i, uh, I want to know what's in this loaf i mean like you said it looks like little bits of sock and junk and like i said maybe horse turd and, and, and maybe like dirt yeah yep. it just looks terrible and horrible you know horrible but neutral loaf oh, sometimes crap. called nutri loaf sometimes just called the loaf in the hood uh is served in state prisons around the country it's not part of the regular menu but it's prescribed for inmates who have misbehaved in various ways usually by proving untrustworthy untrustworthy with their utensils uh, the loaf pr- provides a full <laughs> day's nutrients, and it's finger food. No oh. fork necessary. Oh, my. Uh, prisoners sue over neutral loaf with some regularity, usually arguing either that their due process rights have been violated because they are served the punitive loaves without a hearing, <laughs> or that the dish is so disgusting as to make it cruel and unusual, and thus violating the Eighth Amendment. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, typical of these suits is a 1992 case, Lamar versus Maz. Samuel Lamar slit a man's throat before going to state prison and attacked his prison guards and fellow prisoners with sharpened poles feces and a homemade knife once inside lamar was then put in neutralized neutral loaf serving disciplinary unit uh, among other complaints uh, uh, about the com- uh, oh ooh, sorry uh, lamar argued that neutral loaf was there, cruel man. and unusual um, thus violating let me uh, uh, yep. yeah <laughs> <a first response. laughs> i deserve that <laughs> sorry so what do you but think ben we get neutral loaf in here and do a little experiment can i try to light it on fire see if it combusts <laughs> Guess, man. Really disgusting. I wonder stuff. who who manufactured it, but I'm I'm curious about this now. This is they've got to make it in the kitchens in there. You know, you know, there's some stupid, crazy looking guy with like a curled really? mustache. You know, I mean, even spam has got to be better for you than neutral loaf. I mean, at least it's ham. It's disgusting. If you're wow. listening and you're on the internet right now, uh, definitely type in neutral loaf into Google and it's just 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 to get a, a look at what it is. I mean, it's just disgusting. Wow. You'll be in heaven soon. <laughs> there you go. Well, we left off last show, and, and by the way, folks, we had a really great show on Tuesday. Um, yes, it was our fiftieth show. Our fiftieth show, of course. Mm-hmm. And David Bloom joined us, mm-hmm. um, and we had a great conversation about peak oil and using alcohol as a gas, and there's some really good information there, so I would suggest folks check it out on the archive. Animal Farm Show is the website, 512-646-1984, of course, is the phone number, and you can also instant message us at Animal Farm Show, one word, 
and that's AIM. But I, we did leave off here, Ben. Uh, we ran out of time because the Bloom interview really did go so well, and we appreciate it that he came on. But I wanted to talk about this. This I guess this is kind of a follow-up. Uh, you had reminded me that we talked about this maybe some, some months ago, a couple months ago. But this new uh, story, and this is on WTPRN.com, so if you want to read it there, but... It's entitled, Want Some Torture With Your Peanuts? <laughs> and sure enough, I mean, this is yet another crazy story, but I did want to read this. A senior government official with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has expressed great interest in a so-called safety bracelet that would serve as a stun device, similar to that of uh, a police taser. According to a promotional video found at the Lampert Less Lethal website, the bracelet would be worn by all airline passengers. And check this out. Python, I think I actually requested some music for this, these little bullet points. I don't know if you want to bring it up. It's not a big deal, but the bracelets themselves—you uh, can hold off. But this is just, just how they present this band. It just makes my head spin. The bracelets themselves—you uh, going to play it there? You want me to? Okay, here we go. Okay, <laughs> here we go. The Lampert Leslie, the website here. These are the bracelets. Nice product placement music, huh? The purpose of these bracelets, yes. Here's the four bullet points. The bracelets would take the place of an airline boarding pass. Woo! They would contain personal information about the traveler. Nice. Safety. I'm all for it. They would be able to monitor the whereabouts of each passenger and his or her luggage. The luggage Sounds good to me. Feature. However, number four, this is, what, this is where I stop. This is where I get off the train or the plane. <laughs> it would shock the wearer on command, completely immobilizing him or her for several minutes. And there you go, Pi. Thank you for the music. I appreciate it. I was on the spot there. That's my fault. Uh, the electronic, I mean, are we, are we cattle? Are we, have we gone? I mean, I know we're approaching the cattle stage yeah. as humans in this country, and, and most people have accepted it. Not only that, they, they worship, they love it. Uh, they want to be cattle. Have we I'm, turned into gerbils, ladies yeah, and gentlemen? I think we have. Uh, the electronic <laughs> ID bracelet, as it's referred to as, would be worn by every traveler until they disembark the flight at their destination. Yes, you read that correctly. Every airline passenger will be tracked by a government-funded GPS containing personal, private, and confidential information and that it would shock the customer worse, Ben, than an electric dog collar if he or she got out of line. Now, there was, and I mean, let's just let's just that, uh, where's that coming from? This, oh yeah, good good point. This is out of the Washington Times, folks. But again, this is on the homepage of WTPRN. I think yep. it's a link to it. It's called "Want Some Torture with Your Peanuts," and I do recommend that you read into no. it. There's some really, uh, you know, the article goes on. There's some interesting stuff going on there. But uh, let's just pretend, Ben, this is real. And there was a story that just came out about a family that had to, they were they were actually kicked off of a flight before it took off because their children were unruly. They were yeah. running around. The, the, you know, the parents didn't have control of their kids, which I'm, I, I kind of gets me mad. But, um, you know, my question is, let's say these braces were put into place. You know, would they be shocking the kids? I don't think this is ever going to happen, Ben, but we always talk about the idea is that they're talking yeah. about it, that there's actually talk about funding a program like this. Yeah, that is the and biggest thing is that when you get to the high-level uh, security measures and the, the whole security level and, and, and throughout all corporations and governments and things like that, on the very, very top, they're talking about the most disgusting things you could possibly imagine, like these shock bracelets and these, uh, you know, things like, uh, well, Nutrilof, like what, what we just Unbelievable. talked about. Unbelievable. And it's just... It, it's just a mind state of the of the people that are at the top of these huge organizations. When you get people in uh you know in the top of the FAA talking about shock braces out there, and they're talking about teaching us like, like <laughs> literally like like cattle or yeah. dogs that are if you get out of line, we're gonna drugs. shock your ass. Yeah, that's, that's messed up, man. <laughs> oh I mean, man, think about that. Think about uh. that psychologically. What that what that does and the power they feel that they have over us. I mean, it's just it's an, it's yeah. incredible. And and if you if you're gonna go and fly in a plane, don't go on a, a freaking plane that's that they're gonna put a shock bracelet on. I mean, that's, I mean, that's 101, but 
<laughs> I mean, I, yeah, but you know what, Ben? I just, People are it, so stupid, they're going to say that. I know. They're going to go, well, I want to be safe. Well, by the way, Ben, we do have a quick, before we go to break here, we have a quote from the company that's making these bracelets. Pies, would you cue that up for me? You are my bitch. That's right. <laughs> my own personal there you go. You know, and, I mean, and they're saying it. I mean, they're saying it out in the open that, yeah. you know, we are their cattle. And in other words, that I don't want to repeat because Pythor already did it for us. So, um, you know, I don't know, Ben. I don't know what to tell you, but it just gets more bizarre every single time we come on this show. And we do it twice a week here. And, and we, we find these stories. And things suck. And, and it's like, more bizarre by and, the week. And, and unfortunately, I'm going to become more of a laughing hyena in the future because I just can't I just can't believe where we are right now. And so I laugh about it, which I shouldn't. Cause this is not funny. Stuff. It's a hard thing to deal this with. This is a sick. This is sick. Really, like 1984 on on steroids type sickness. Yeah. Uh, but sure enough, it is what it is, folks. We're up against the break. When we get back, Judicial Watch has taken the lead in exposing the ugly truth about dangerous side effects that are associated with Gardasil. Stay tuned. We shall return. Well, this would seem to me a good time for a break. Well, it seems a new vaccine is causing, you know, some waves here. We obviously talk about the, the many vaccine issues over the over the years here with the Drugs autism and link. Alcohol. And there is a link to autism. I, the, the one thing that kills me, Ben, is every time something like this comes up, and before I read this particular story on Gardasil, which is the new thing, the HPV uh, vaccine, the thing that kills me is every time a vaccine, you know, let's say causes a couple deaths or someone, let's just say someone dies after or breaks out or gets sick, whatever the case may be, they always come out and they say there is no link. There is no provable link. There's no studies proving a link between A and B. Yeah. And my question always, you know, after I punch the TV and throw things at it, my, my question is, well, how could you, you know, at what point can you prove a link? A girl goes in to get a shot to, um, you know, vaccinate herself against the HPV virus, which could cause cervical cancer, right? Uh-huh. She goes in, she takes the, the vaccine. You know, that next day or that very night, she gets sick, she vomits. She has some, a seizure. She has a seizure. Some, yeah. some, some girls have died from this. Uh-huh. And then after they try to, you know, noodle you around with this idea that, well, there's no proven link. Then they go on and they say, well, you know, 285,000 of these were given out worldwide and only 2%. Mm, as, as, if, as if this is acceptable. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, that, that's what medicine's supposed to do. Every, you know, single yeah. drug has side effects. And I understand that that's true. But, you know, these are doctors on TV trying to justify that, well, you know, even though a couple women die, who well, gives a damn? Thing. That's how they trick, that's how they trick idiots out there. It's they'll, absolutely They'll sick. go out there and they'll say, okay, well, you know, our, our drug goes to every country in the world and we serve millions upon millions of people this drug. But, you know, so the, the chances of somebody getting sick off this drug is only 0.3% and it's so small. Yeah. But then they don't look at the fact that if they gave it to millions and millions of people and 0.3% got it, that's like hundreds of thousands of people that they may have killed. You know, just they don't understand the fact that you know 0.3 percent yes it sounds small but when you're giving the drug out to millions of people it's a large number of people yeah and it's you know if it's your I daughter yeah if it's your daughter you're going to be pissed off and you know i'm talking about the, the generally the person that's guilty of this all the time is this dr manny on fox news uh, i mean i just want to take a two by four and crush this guy's head open he just kills me it's the same thing every single time it's the a, evil it's a, dr Mengele. you know I, I don't know if he's evil i don't know if he's got interest in these in these big pharma companies but either way 
constantly says the same thing. But let me let me read on and stop bickering and bitching here. This is uh, the rumor mill news, but this is all over the place. CNN had seven videos about this two days ago. Okay, yeah. so you can check that all over the place uh, from the desk of Judicial Watch. This is where I'm reading it from. Those of you who regularly read this column know that the Judicial Watch has taken the lead in exposing the ugly truth about the dangerous side effects associated with Gardasil, the vaccination for human. Oh, let's screw this word up. Human papillomavirus HPV currently being administered to young girls. Um, this week, it was released a special report based on new adverse event reports and other information obtained from the FDA under the Freedom of Information Act. Thank God for the Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> I know. These reports document 10 reported deaths since September of 2007. The total number of death reports is at at least 18 or as many as 20, just FYI. The FDA also produced 140 serious reports, 27 of which were categorized as life-threatening. Ten spon- uh, spontaneous abortions and six cases of Guillain-Barr syndrome. And I don't, I don't know what that is, so I apologize. I should have looked that up. It's my fault. Here are a few excerpts. Oh, yeah, this, this goes on. Um, Unbelievable information that they've been receiving concerning a 20-year-old female with no medical history reported who on the 1st of April 2008 was vaccinated with a dose of Gardasil. The patient died four days after. The patient sought unspecified medical attention. An autopsy was performed, which ruled out suicide and anything suspicious. So, you know, again, this happens, and it's it's right out in the open. And we know that, yes, this, this woman died, this girl died, this little, you know, 18, 14-year-old died, 15-year-old. Because this idea that, okay, yes, we're vaccinating these it's all little girls. It's yeah. all the girls take this. Uh-huh. We're vaccinating these girls so that in the future, if they you know ever get HPV, that they won't get cervical cancer. Yeah. And that's a great idea. And look, you know, we want to keep our, our children healthy. But unfortunately, uh, I'm not satisfied. And I'm not a parent or anything like that. Ben, obviously you are. And I know your head's on right. But uh, this is I'm not satisfied. I mean, why take the risk of death? Just to prevent something that may never happen in the first place, and that's yeah. what that freaking kills question. me. Mm-hmm. This is what just uh, keeps me up late at night. So there you go. And once again, folks, the rumor mill news—you can check this out. But we like got a, an issue in America. Like I said, it's all over the place. Too now. many good docs <laughs> are getting out of business. Go ahead, George. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country. Yeah, George. George, you you got it right there, baby. Preach it. And uh, you know it hap- it happens all the time. And um. I don't know, Ben. You know, it's just like everything else. And we had the autistic, National Autistic or yes. Autism Awareness Day. And, and you know, kills me, too, because that, that came and went. And it was just everything was swept under the carpet. Yeah. The only thing that was meaningful on television that day, like we were talking about, was a Jenny McCarthy interview on, of all shows, Larry King. Larry King is just a smut fest now. <laughs> it, it, it literally, unless, yeah, someone, it is, unless someone, like, passes away to do like, a repeat show of when he was on, it's just, every time I put on Larry King, it's just nonsense. They have a couple of, and Hulk Hogan, and... They have a couple good uh, UFO uh, debate things going yeah. on there, which is pretty true. cool. You're right. I, I find that's that really true. interesting. Uh, but that's it. Most of the time, it's it's other trash. I mean, if... if it's, celebra- it's celebrity nonsense. Exactly. And if anybody's ever seen Larry King's and the behind the scenes of Larry King's and what he says and does off camera, oh, yeah. you'll sort of see, uh, you know, what type of crap you're dealing with in that type of show. It's literally deliberately dumbing people down um, to, to important issues out there. Yeah, it's I mean, the most highest rated show. But, you know, when you were talking about the National Autism Day, yeah. one thing that really struck me is uh, because it was National Autism Day, there were all types of autism articles going on that, uh, out there on the Internet. Of course. And, uh, I went to dig.com, one of my one of my favorite websites. I uh, went there and they had a, a, a link on there, and the heading was, you know, uh, studies show that, 
that uh, autism does not link to uh, the the vaccines. That's or what I was like saying. That. Yeah. No. So you know, every it, it got a lot of digs and it got to the top of the page. But then you look at all the big articles and you see a comment after comment after comment of people going, "That's bullcrap." You know, yeah. I gave my son a, a vaccine, oh, and two days later he was he was having seizures, and he ended up being retarded. I mean, it's there was comment after comment of that, and it was it was so overwhelming that I looked at it and was like, "Holy crap!" Okay, they're sitting there and they're saying there's no link, um, but all these people that are commenting, and there was like at least 10, 15 comments on there that stated personal stories about how they gave their child vaccine or they knew somebody who gave their child a vaccine, and less than 48 hours later, their child was, was autistic. Sure. You know, and so it was like, it was really, uh, looking at that was just like, oh, I mean. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Yes, they can say that, but it, it's good to know that there are people out there that are like, that's that's BS, man. That's bull crap. Yeah. I, th- I think you bring up a, a couple of good points, Ben. The first one is that most of the comments you see on stories, you know, this whole Web 2.0 movement with videos, how everybody can comment on blogs, videos. Yeah. Every report now in any major uh, newspaper online uh, has the ability now that everybody can comment. And nine out of ten comments usually are from people that at least come from our, you know, the movement, the truth movement, people that know a lot who have done research. Yeah. And so that, that's, that shows some promise. But again, we go back to this idea of how can you prove a link if you know if autism has risen since 1980 and we know that the schedule has risen of autism shots uh-huh. the amount of shots yeah. the amount of shots in one day going back to schedule mm-hmm. we have to then prove some kind of link what else could possibly be causing it, yeah. and, it and like you say it's always right after they take the shot but um well fortunately I, i'm going to queue up some of those clips though because maybe maybe it's time to go back i have some of those clips from autism awareness day and just just even what the doctors are saying like that one doctor was saying uh you know the we, the, the mercury, mercury was taken out of the vaccines, and now we still see a high rate. When yeah. was it taken out, and how how many years have you been it studying was, it now? It was supposedly taken out six months Bull ago. Crap. But we really didn't take it it's out. Not it's not It's Bull actually crap. still in there. It's we just not, took it out yeah. of uh, certain vaccines, not all of them. It uh, is still just, in the vaccines. Don't BS us, okay? Exactly. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was. I hope, if anything, a National Autism Day sort of got people to look at the situation, autism as a as a whole, because it really is a. a a pandemic. It's it's, it's a becoming, major, major. And they were saying. Yeah. I mean, I was reading some article where they were saying by the year 2020, like one in four people would be autistic on the world. So we'd just be one in around four. Yes, like something. I like, want a lot to complain. You know, too. given given the given the sort of uh, uh, I guess trend that we're going towards now and how it's accelerating faster and faster year by year. I guess they were saying by 20, uh, 2020. Well, what's that? About one in one hundred now. I think right. It's about one in one hundred. Yeah, which is so astronomical. Now, it's yeah. astronomical. So now they're saying it's it's it might be one in uh, twenty five or one. One in forty years, or I'm sorry, one in four people, Sweet and Jesus. it's just like holy crap. So what's gonna like? What's eventually gonna happen? I mean, are we going to all be walking around drooling, and then eventually somebody that's drooling hard is gonna hit a nuclear button and blow us all up? I mean, what's gonna happen? Well, yeah, and you couple that with all the time, all the health problems. You know, you couple that with all the things that are going on, and obviously it spells some pretty rough times ahead. But folks, we'll get back. I want to talk about this McCain comment with you know we ship cigarettes to Iran to kill them, and he's gonna actually join us. He's gonna call in. We're gonna ask him. In person. Stay tuned, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. We shower check. Stick around. Hang out with us. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Animal Farm on the Weed People Radio Network. Number to call in, 512-646-1984. That's 512-646-1984. Our website is animalfarmshow.com. And if you would like to drop us an instant message or a fast blast, it is AOL screen name Animal Farm Show, all one word. So please do that uh, if you if you can, um, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, well, Ben, you know, there's a lot to talk to, a lot to talk about. I mean, I want to go over this McCain thing, but real quick, just just to add on what we were talking about before, I forgot to bring this up last show too, and I think it's probably more relevant now than it was on Tuesday. But we talk about how media is very deceptive, and these so-called doctors like Dr. Manny, all these guys who go on, uh, even if they're not full time on these networks, those they, evil doers, they go on, and and at 99 out of 100 times they're always sticking right up for the big pharma companies. And I'm not saying that that's a, necessarily a bad thing. Not like big pharma is always wrong, but in a lot of cases, you know, we're talking about people's rights here. We're talking about people dying from from drugs, and it's just meaningless death, completely meaningless yeah. death that should and probably can be avoided if the right precautions were put into the system. You know, I mean, it's such a simple thing. It's 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 people getting profits, them not wanting to spend the proper amount of money to uh, take care of things, and then making money and people dying and them not caring. Well, I mean, that's what it is. It's very really simple. You know, when you run a pharmaceutical company as any other business and you have stockholders, they don't give a flying pie. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I want to curse now. I'm getting real pissed here. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, there you go. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I feel better now. I feel a lot better. Uh, they don't care about, you know, little Lucy and her vaccine against, you know, uh, HPV. They want their stock to go up. And you can understand where they're coming from, and maybe they don't even recognize that relationship. But there is a huge problem. And, of course, I, I think a lot of times with these pundits, if I will call them that, on these uh, major news networks, I think there's a conflict of interest. Because yeah. I think a lot of them are doctors and they're getting money from big pharma. Well, and I, and I can prove this in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And just as a, a reminder um, to let people know, yeah. uh, just recently we found out, I mean, we knew all along, but we found out that the people that were um, basically the quote-unquote generals that were going out onto the air yeah. talking about the Iraq war were actually given handed intelligence and handed talking points. Oh, you mean the message, force, on, the message force multipliers? Yes, they were handed talking points <laughs> by our Pentagon to go out on the air and to sell this war. So, I mean, we've come to a point where we really can't uh, we can't depend on the mainstream media telling the truth or putting honest pundits on the air anymore because we know that there are so many backroom deals and and that's kind of those that's the way a, a society corrupts in general is that you you get all these you know big people propaganda and the uh, government arm meld together and they start making a business out of things and they start paying off their pundits and their people that are supposed to be telling the truth and and everybody kind of gets screwed at the end so we really can't trust any of these people. And I just and it- it's admitted. I mean, it's not. Yeah. We're not making this up. This the Pentagon admits. Yes. You know, and not that they confess. I'm not really sure, but they admitted that yes, complete propaganda. That was, that was the technical term, right? Uh, message force multipliers. You know, I think so, Ben. I could be wrong. That's stuck in my head from that so episode. Bizarre. Message so. force multipliers, and you want to talk about, and and what makes you laugh is yeah, okay, we know it. They've admitted it. We're upset about it. We're you know talking about it now, and we talked about it then. But yet, once again, little Joey and little Mary just go on living their lives, getting fatter by the day and getting stupider by the minute, yeah. and they just don't seem to notice. They, or they just don't seem to care, or they just don't want to believe it. So, uh, anyway. The bigger the lie, yeah. the easier the sell. It really is. You hide something in plain sight, that's the best place to hide it. And yeah. sure enough, I, I dug this one up here. I think this was actually sent to us by one of our friends. I'm not sure if it was Dan or if it was Ray, so... 
pardon me, guys, here, but Fox News now caught doctoring images of people that they're talking about. Wow. So out of David, uh, yeah, out of Political Machine, this is actually out of uh, AOL.com, cover this, but this is Political Machine, and it's written by David Knowles. Uh, Fox News has sunk to a new low on Wednesday. This is last, uh, this is past Wednesday. The network displayed photos that its editors had doctored of two New York Times employees, reporter Jockus Steinberg and editor Stephen Redcliffe. Media <laughs> oh, man. It's, and if, it's unfortunately, I can't really depict it. Let's just pretend you, you look at a picture of a normal guy, you know, he's got black hair. The doctored image, his face is stretched to make it look really goofy. Mm -hmm. His teeth are painted like yellow. The, like the scarecrow from uh, Wizard of Oz or yes. something like that. Or yes. like, you know, a, just right. a very long face and, a, and a, a butt chin that sticks out further so that it, it sort of makes him look like a, a stupid human being. Like a, They made his ears bigger. That You're right, Ben. I didn't like even notice. I didn't even notice the butt chin. Yeah. I, I, I actually missed the butt chin because I saw the yellow teeth and they even put bags under the guy's eyes. I mean, this is like blatant. Well, if anybody's ever seen pictures of a person that looks like, you know, uh, that's that's seven seven three or something or eight feet tall or something, you'll you'll notice that their physical features sort of make them look stupid. They're not stupid, but it makes them kind of look stupid. That seems like what they've done, done here. They've turned everybody sort of into like big oafs or giant looking people and they've actually exactly. gone into Photoshop and altered and doctored these images. Oh, it's I mean, and, and they really took, they had no mercy on these people. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about just making the nose bigger, but we're talking about, you know, they were talking about yellow teeth, bigger nose, bigger ears, bigger chin, and they put like bags under the guy's eyes. And the thing that makes me it's, it's even more eerie is that they stretch the head to make it look longer vertically. Yeah. And I wish I could describe this better, so I apologize, but this is sick. And how this network can call themselves fair and balanced, yeah. I don't it's now at a point where it, it's hysterical that it they is do that. It's just, I mean, it's you know, very they're giving you a that. nice plate heated up in the microwave of bull crap. <laughs> and they're saying, here you go. Here you go. Just, you know, chew on this for a bit. It's unbelievable. Let me just maybe read on just a little bit more. This is, again, uh, Jockus Steinberg and, and Stephen Radcliffe were the two guys that they had manipulated. Media Matters has graciously provided us with the before and after evidence. And once again, this is the political machine and it's covered by AOL.com. You can just type in Fox News Doctors New York Times photos and you'll find this. Goodbye. But, uh, after evidence thank you. <laughs> that was good. You, everything you are board, slick, man. my man. You are good. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, um, thank you, thank you. Love you. So, yeah, it says here, and, and, you know, it's obvious if you look at it, but it says the fox purposely yellowed Steinberg's teeth, widened his nose and his chin, and photoshopped his ears to stick out further. And, wow. yeah, you know, I mean, as, as sick and as ridiculous as this is and as sad as it is in this day and age, but you know what? It's effective. And if you do look at both images, you could say, yeah, I mean, this guy looks a lot less credible. Clowns, yeah. He looks a lot less credible. And the other thing, too, Ben, is it's, it's, it's a lot tougher to see on television the detail, you know, because of how... CRT televisions are, and yep. you know, a lot of times, I mean, granted, we have high def now, but Fox News isn't even in high def yet. Yeah. So yeah, this I could see this being very effective. And oh yeah, he's a he's a weirdo. He got yellow teeth. He got yeah. a butt chin. What does that mean? Circles yeah. under his eyes. He probably he probably smokes that marijuana. Yeah. Unfortunately, this network. Uh, the first thing, they have to be stopped. I mean, it's time for us to, to well, I mean, get you, rid of this ridiculous could network. Can you imagine walking into uh, Fox News as a new employee and being like, okay, you know, I'm I'm a bright-eyed employee, and I'm walking in here, and I'm on top of the world, and I'm going to conquer stuff, and I'm working for a real news agency, and this is great. <laughs> yeah. And then you walk in, and some dude is Photoshopping, you know, New York Times pictures to make... The, the New York Times reporters look, look stupid. Like, yeah. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, just incredible. Thank you, Sue. Just incredible. Oh, I mean, man.
It's uh, wow. it's sad. It really is sad. And I mean, the programming is bad enough on Fox News, especially uh, before the Hannity and Combs shows come in. It's just, yeah, a, it's just a just a friggin' circle jerk all day. It's just a disaster. Our program in general. It's just they have like, right. they have these weird interstitials where like you know uh, you know bombs go off and helicopters yeah. fly. America, taking it to the floor. Exactly. Uh, talk, freedom. Talk, Operation Iraqi Freedom. <laughs> and it's like you're, you're like you're like damn. Like when I when I was before I woke up, I thought that that was so cool. I was like, look at this. Uh. Look at those cool graphics. They got a helicopter flying by. I use it as an alarm. It's awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, to the to the uh, absent-minded folk. Oh, yeah. You know, they 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 pour all this propaganda, and behind it, what do they put as an animation? The American flag. So yeah. anything is American now, and fair and balanced. <laughs> nothing. Nothing could be further from the truth. I know. Of, that's and, the funniest part. Yeah, even if they said, "Hey, listen, we're conservative. We're right wing. We're neo," they could come out and say that and say, "Well, at least they're not BSing. At least they're saying yeah. what they." But how could you sit there and call yourself fair and balanced? It's, it's I mean, we're more fair and fair like, balanced. It'd be like if I went outside right now God. and lifted my leg and took a piss on a fire hydrant <laughs> and called myself a dog. I mean, that's how that's how insane it is. It's like saying Hitler likes Jews. Okay, yeah. it, nothing can be further from the truth. Okay, I don't know what other, I don't know, you know, what else I can compare it to. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't make any other analogy given the, uh, you know, the, the situation that we're in. But anyhow. Um, it is, and then, and then to add, you know, make matters worse. I mean, I don't know if it's McCain's fault, but he just cannot seem to get away from these uh, advisors and these people that are associated with him, who just make an asses out of themselves. Now, I mean, the latest chapter, you know, we had the the Hagee and we had the Parsley. Then we had the guy come out. I forgot his name. Pardon me, but the guy who said that you know an attack would help his campaign because yeah. he's tough on terror. Yeah. I mean, the guy's not tough on anything at this point. But he, now we have um, Phil Graham. Who's another John McCain economic advisor? I looked this guy up. <clears throat> Pardon me, uh, Phil Graham Thursday, who said the United States has become a nation of whiners suffering from some kind of suffering some from some kind of mental recession. <laughs> this is what he said as McCain distanced himself from the remarks. So I'll read McCain. Shut up! So, you, know, you shut up! You shut up! The only you shut up! You shut up! The only shut up! the only times I ever shut feel up! bad for McCain. I, I never feel bad for the guy. I don't. But I do have a little bit of feeling bad is when he has to go up on the podium like, uh, uh, I, 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 I don't condone Mr. Blah, blah, blah's remarks. I, I completely disagree. But, Sean, let me read this first. And no, I'm, I'm yeah. not. I but they, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Graham, who is now number two. Meanwhile, this guy is the vice chief of United Bank of Scotland. And he's got the nerve, yeah, I see it, to, to, to go on and say, you know, Americans are a bunch of whiners. We're up against a break, unfortunately. i got to read this whole thing because we, we have John McCain. He's going to be joining us next segment. Stay tuned, folks. He's going to be on the campaign trail. we got to ask him about this. Folks, AnimalFarmShow.com. Bless you all. We shall return. Stay with us. Getting sick to my stomach. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, the camaraderie continues here. That's my new favorite word. Graham. We're talking about Phil Graham now, and then once again, another political advisor or economic. This is his, his economic advisor. I mean, I, this is crazy. He's he literally Have we the, turned into gerbils, ladies and gentlemen. This guy is the vice chief of UBS, Ben. You know, wow. I always question like these guys are in such high positions in other organizations. Should they not? You know, shouldn't they not be in those positions if they're helping a political campaign, America's pot, next president, yes. perhaps? 
this is crazy. I mean, yeah. it just it just shows you how much this is a mafia, uh, a really big mafia. But sure enough, we're talking about this guy Phil Graham and yet another guy that comes out and says something stupid. Maybe not as stupid as the 9/11 comments that. I forgot his name said, so pardon me. I should have looked that up on the break. That's my bad. But sure enough, now, Phil Graham, who, again, number two at the Swiss Bank UBS, vice chief. I looked it up. By the way, he beat Ron Paul, uh, I think it was a congressional race, in 1984. He ran up against really? Ron Paul. Yes, he did. Um, sure enough. He was it's also, good to know that apparently, now people aren't stupid. I apparently also read, and I'm not sure, this is a Wikipedia thing, so you guys are going to have to do your own research on this, but apparently he also was caught as... Going into like the Democratic Party and pretending he was a Democrat and telling Republicans what they were talking about, like almost like a spy. Wow! I kid you not, folks. Phil Graham, two M's. I wouldn't make it up. I was just curious. Yeah. (laughs) Sure enough, this guy Phil Graham told the Washington Times that U.S. has benefited from globalization, but most Americans are misguided by constant reports that the economy is at its worst in 30 years. He says, "Quote: You've heard of mental depression. This is mental recession." Graham, a former Texas senator, told the newspaper, adding that the uh, presumptive Republican nominee will face an uphill battle fighting those perceptions. He also says, we have sort of we have sort of become a nation of whiners. So so, he went on here. He he says, shut the f*** up, He says, (laughs) says, you just hear this constant whining, complaining about a loss of competitiveness, America in decline, despite a major export boom. That is the primary reason that growth continues in the economy. Now, maybe this guy lives in a different country. Maybe I don't live in America. Maybe, maybe I'm just talking about exporting our jobs. Maybe, maybe I'm just dead. Maybe I've died about. yesterday and I'm not really living anymore. But can you don't tell me? Don't down my back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that favorite clip, clip ever. <laughs> <laughs> what major export boom is this? guy talking about that um that that's helping our economy because our economy obviously our is doing jobs. so well we're exporting I mean, our jobs i mean that's that's our big boom <laughs> that's our big type of jo- all our all our major corporations are, are going overseas and exporting jobs overseas and now yeah. americans are losing their jobs that's obviously what he's talking about now this fat prick said later on that he said uh, that he was calling the country's leaders whiners not the american people yeah right <laughs> oh yeah can you play the clip again Pius? yeah can you play the piss down my back one please one more time this is for this is for Phil Graham. Phil Graham, this Don't is for you. Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. There you go, you stupid <laughs> bastard. I mean, it's just. I mean, and they oh, get. We've got to clean up this country. We do. I mean, they get away with well, this you know, stuff because we're so. Nobody even pays attention. That's why they can right, say though. this. But look, he could be right. Because, go ahead. And, and we're not going to get into this article right now, but uh, U.S. exports to Iran. Grew tenfold. Oh, was he talking about the the the, the tobacco exports the, to Iran? The tobacco and, oh. the, weapons and the weapons exports. Uh, one hundred forty-eight thousand dollars of weapons exports. Go ahead, no, go ahead. No, you know what? But I got something to add to that. Why don't you go into it once again? This is Phil Graham. Oh, before you get into it, hold on, Ben. Yeah, yeah. McCain, yeah, and just just so everybody knows, I don't want to you know pin McCain here, but McCain did come out, disavowed the Graham comments, and said we are experiencing enormous economic challenges as well as others. Phil Graham does not speak for me. I speak for me. So I. Strongly disagree. So to his, to, to you know, to McCain's credit, he did say this, and it seems like every week or every other week, some other advisor yeah. or you know dude or some friend of McCain's comes out and just makes an ass out of himself. And and once again, how easy is it to say that we're just a bunch of whiners in this country when you are literally the vice chief of the United uh, Bank of Scotland? It just makes you sick. Um, I'm sorry, I did. Yeah. That. 
He's um, I'm embarrassed that I did. Yeah. Swimming in crazy Probably worth about seven, $75 billion. Yeah, it's easy to say that we're whiners when you're worth, you know, <laughs> half a country. Yeah. You bastard. Okay, go ahead, Ben. I, no, it's Sorry, I, I just can't stand this anymore. I just really, I'm just get, I'm at my wits end with this stuff. I, know. I don't well, know what we're yelling about! <laughs> <laughs> yes, U.S. exports to Iran did grow uh, tenfold in the Bush presidency. <laughs> and John McCain was, uh, he was actually confronted about this. Somebody went up to him and said, Hey, did you know that uh, that we we exported ten times uh, as much as we did before to Iran, and a lot of these were weapon sales, and a lot of these were cigarette sales, and uh, well, I'll just play the clip. Yeah, maybe a little a bit hard to hear, to hear, but we'll we'll play it again. Yes, yeah. we'll we'll play it again, or we'll explain ahead, one, of, one or the other. Go ahead, it's then. just it, it's Bacate is a maniac, <laughs> a freaking maniac. He's being. Go ahead. I'll, I'll comment afterward. <laughs> increased by tenfold during the Bush administration. The biggest export was cigarettes. Given that the yeah that that the supposedly the, the, that's a way of killing. <laughs> okay. Did you did you hear that, did ladies you catch and gentlemen? It? It's, it, this is now. This is real McCain. Yeah. This is the. And maybe we should start doing a segment, the real McCain, because he was speaking from the heart. He didn't know a camera was there. Um. So it's it's here it is again. Iran increased by tenfold during the Bush administration. The biggest export was cigarettes. Given that the yeah that that the supposedly that the, that's a way of killing. <laughs> Maybe that's a way of killing them. Yeah, so we export. The idea here is that he's, you know, obviously he just wants to bomb every country that, you know. What you just said yeah. is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yeah, I, it's, uh, you know, and th but then he goes on. I mean, to be fair, you know, we don't want to pull a, a BBC hit piece thing yes. where we're editing out statements. He says, I mean that as a joke. I was, joke. I was joking. Killing you know? people's just joking. I think he realized that. As a person that hasn't had a cigarette in 28 years, I could joke about, yeah. about exporting cigarettes to uh, kill we don't like and right. killing them. Humorous yeah. remark detected. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you don't mind if this is just some, you know, some other gray-haired, fat-ass politician sitting on his ass in Capitol Hill. But this is a man literally running. He's got a 50% chance of becoming the yeah. president of the United States after the worst president in the history of this country ever. Yeah. God willing, is going to leave in at about 200 some odd days. We are just in a absolute spiral yeah. downward. And think about it from a from a United States standpoint, from a, the greatest country in the world standpoint. This person, this guy, is one of the cream of the crops. Supposed to be <laughs> this one is of the best the, they can do. You, this is the best <laughs> they can do. This is the top top person. He he was he floated to the top here. Um, it's just it's incredible. I thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not not to turn nice. back the clock, but didn't wasn't this guy bankrupt in September of last year? Like, Whatever happened to this guy's campaign that he got on top? Uh, the uh, mainstream media went and I they, they went bonkers. Bunk. They went absolutely crazy for John McCain. They uh, called him the comeback kid. And, yeah, and oh, yeah. The comeback kid. He's about 175 years old. How I can mean, be the comeback Ron kid? Ron Paul was whooping his ass uh, at every single point in the campaign. And then all of a sudden, they start talking about you know John McCain as a comeback kid. And <laughs> we've got to come behind him. It's just it's incredible. Oh, God, just absolutely us. bizarre. Um, we are going to be going to the phone lines. Uh, number is 512-646-9884. Jim from Washington, you are on the farm. Hey, guys. Hey, Jim. How are you? Oh, I'm great, thanks. How about yourselves? Oh, we're doing okay. We're a little sweating over here because we're reading these crazy stories, but you know what? we still got our freedom. I'm good. Still got our freedoms yeah. here, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you've been looking, but I don't think we do. Anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to I wanted to fill you in on where the export is coming from. What kind of export? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. 
They're exporting our food, guys. Ooh. Okay, what foods in particular? Um, well, exports of wheat and uh, soybeans are up something like um, 40, 50% in a week. Wow. Yeah, they're exporting our food. These global corporations that run our farms in the Midwest are not going to leave this food here for broke Americans to buy. Government they, should give it to the, government, they should give it to the homeless, Jim. You know, I know we don't hey, want to help anybody got, who's homeless in our got, country. Uh, we've got 1.7 trillion U.S. dollars sitting in China, and they want to spend it. You think they're going to give it away for charity? Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, no! Jim, if, if if our government's actions in the last 10 years, and I've been, I really have only been paying close, close attention maybe in the last six, so maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but Jim, and I'm probably the last person that's got to say this, but if our government's actions as a whole doesn't just scream the idea that we don't give a damn about America and we'd rather do without it, then I don't know what's going on, because every time you look around, we have so many issues in this country and you never hear about them, and then when you do, it's just, it's, it's, it's you know, baloney and it doesn't exist, and then we just do of nothing course. about it. But let, let me ask you this, Jim. Um, Yo. Yeah, let me ask you this. I mean, if they're, if they're exporting our food, what are these corporations getting out of that? You know, they're exporting their food to other countries, yet Americans are willing to pay higher and higher food prices here, um, probably more than other countries. Uh, what are they getting out of that? Well, they're exporting it. You know, first of all, we, we put... Uh, Oh, how much was it? $200 billion, I think. No, 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 no. $200 million. I forget the figures. We we put, like, we, we just donated a whole bunch of money to the World Food uh, UN thing to feed the hungry around the world. Okay. That, what was it? $70 billion is what it was. Or $70 billion, billion. Okay. Yeah, we just donated all that money to them. Well, where do you think they're buying the food? None of the other countries in the world are exporting their food anymore. They're saving it for their own people. We're the only country stupid enough to export our own food. Yeah, and, I mean, wow. you know, I, I, I would say I agree. It with our money. No, I they're know, but Jim, our money, guys. Yeah, but is it is it a question of our government being stupid, or just a question of our government not giving a rat's ass about the people that you know it's supposed to be governing and serving? Or is it? I'll a question hang until after the break, and I'll answer that question for you. All right, Jim, hang on. We'll keep you over there. Hang on, folks. Animal Farm right. Show, more when we get back. Phone lines are, are getting loaded here, so just stay tuned. We shall return. AnimalFarmShow.com. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Alphafarmshow.com is the website. The number to call in 512-646-1984. We have Jim from Washington on the line, and we're talking to him about exporting food and how much uh, yes. food we've been exporting here in the United States. And uh, apparently, uh, we are exporting a lot of, of stuff, which we didn't know. So yeah, we, uh, we weren't aware. <laughs> yeah, Jim, uh, continue well, on. Yeah, I mean, it's not the government that's exporting it. It's the government that's given our money to the to the U.N. to pay for it. Uh-huh. 
so they're using our money to buy it and send it over to the poor people around the world that don't have enough food. And I, my heart goes out to them, but I'll tell you what, we're going to be in deep, deep, I'm not going to say I know. Listen, I Jim, I, I've almost hit the cover. Thank you. Thank Pi, you that's why, see, Jim. That's why Pyatt's here because he's always able to give us that extra little oomph that we uh, we don't want to curse or use foul language. And I always slip up. But hey, Jim, you're saying that we may, you know, if this happens, we may be. We're already in such no, serious no, no, I'm trouble. We are. We are. And if yeah, you guys haven't got right. the food supply yet, you better get it because it's not going to be there in six months. No question about and, it. In fact, reason, I've, I've the reason is Mussolini said that you know. Uh, fascism would more uh, rightly be called corporatism, because all it is is corporations running the government. Well, the corporations run the farms, too, and they want to sell the food to the highest bidder. And the government, of course, is going to bend over sideways to make sure that they can do it, because they don't care about the people. They care about their paychecks, and they're getting... They're, they're buying, you know, farmland down in Bolivia and places like that. I mean, they're getting ready to cut and run. They're going to leave the rest of us here holding the bag with no food in it. Yeah, that quote I mean, especially. They come in here and they want to kill us. Yeah, that quote especially has so much meaning in in our society today because all you you know you look around and all you see is fascism in different little spurts in almost uh -huh. every quadrant of our government yeah. of our country. So yeah, that I'm glad you brought it up, Jim. We sometimes we quote it, but well, uh, it, know, it, it can never be said too many times. I don't think. Yeah, and of course you know who who you know our president's granddaddy is. Prescott Bush, Bush, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, good old Prescott Bush, you know, financed Hitler and made sure that he got war munitions and everything else. These are Nazis that have been in control of our government for the last eight years for sure. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's been close, closer to 100 years. Well, and Jim, you're obviously, a, you're, you're obviously a conspiracy nut. You obviously wear a tinfoil hat. And, you know, you shouldn't be caring about your country because that makes you anti-American. And you're actually putting the troops' lives in danger. I just wanted to let you know. Well, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, you should be ashamed. According People like you should be put in a firing me. squad. Hey, just, you know, it's not <laughs> just me. Folks. It's all of you guys, too. All of no, you guys, it's, all of you guys are, are living, terrorists. You're terrorists, living, according to yeah. the FBI, because you talk about the Constitution. And the, and the FBI trains their new their new agents to know that uh, that the original terrorists in America were the founding fathers. I was going to ask you, yeah, didn't didn't you know that the founding fathers were the first terrorists? Come on, Jim, how could you not know this? This is a, you know, this is common knowledge. But now, Jim, listen, thank you for the call. We always appreciate it. Thank and, you very much, Jim. I'll, I'll see you in the camps, brother. Yeah, well, no, well, I ain't, you ain't going to see my ass in the camps. I'll be far <laughs> dead before then. Uh, you know, we're going to get to the phone calls, uh, continue on. But you know, he, Jim brings up such a good point with the with the Mussolini quote. It it really is so important, and, and that term is another term that's misused in the media. Fascism. Yeah. People don't even know what it is, but they use it. Oh, you're a bunch of fascists. You know, they don't understand that this is simply the synergistic efforts of government and corporation working against the interests of the, the population, the people. Absolutely, and it sort of goes to what we were talking about before with the shock bracelets and the airlines, uh, how they're going to start implementing these shock bracelets, okay? Now, the air, airlines that are <laughs> definitely not. You know, from, <laughs> there's no way they're going to do it. But from the FAA, okay? Imagine, you know, down the line, they're, they're, they're going to do you're right, right you know? they may do it. The FAA, in bed with the private organizations mm -hmm. that fly the, fly the jets, um, that are going to start implementing these 
these shock bracelets, okay? And then when you say, screw you, I'm not flying on your plane because you have shock bracelets, then you go to another airline and, and say, I'm going to fly on your plane. You don't have shock bracelets. And they're going to say, ah, no, we actually do have They'll shock bracelets. They'll put the bracelets. shocks in the seats yeah. so you jump. Woo! They'll yeah. say, I'm sorry, we, you, can't, you can't fly, period, because everybody has shock bracelets now. That's the way it works. It's like you, you, you walk into a, a store right now, and there's a million cameras on you, and from the freedom perspective, you can go, okay, you know, there are a million cameras on me, but it is a private organization, and if I am stepping into that private or organization, they do have the right to videotape whatever they want in that private organization. Therefore, videotaping is okay. Yeah. So we don't under, I mean. Okay, it, fine, but so on the streets, it's a different story. Exactly. It, it is a different story, but, you know, it comes to the point where... Uh, in this modern day fascism, it doesn't even matter. They could not have it on the streets, you know, but every single place that, you know, I, I rent a place. Okay, so when I rent the place, now the renter is going to say, okay, we need to have cameras in your in your place because the government is has passed a law and says that we have to have cameras in the spot. And since it's private property, uh, private property, I own the place. I have the right to put the cameras in. That's the type of situation that we're coming here. So we don't even really need the the government to put cameras up. Private organizations could put could put cameras up. Sure, for us, well, it, it opens up all kinds of doors. And I mean, getting back to the fascism point, just look at the war. Look at the war in Iraq. I mean, you talk about the private contractors oh, yeah. and the and you know, Big time. I guess you wouldn't mind if you didn't hear such all the bad news. But we're talking about green berets getting shocked in the shower and dying. Yeah. We're talking about water not being filtered. I mean, this is to me. I constantly try to think about this in the long term. I try to think through it and say, well, this could all be accident. No way. This is being done on purpose. Mm -hmm. These are sadistic bastards who just don't give a damn, and they'd rather see us dead anyway. So Indeed. I'm nuts. I guess so. Back to your phones, John. Oh, on the who are you people? Yeah, who are you people? Hey. John, you're on the Animal Farm. What's up? Man, 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 I got some, uh, I got some weird, he, uh, this here's a little bit about food, man. Uh, Go ahead, John, giving preach away it. tomatoes, man, like, uh, the truckload. They well, of course, thought, because they can't sell them because uh, the salmonella breakout. Well, they thought that, you know, they thought the tomatoes were, uh, bad, but you know what? It's like, ooh, ah! There's a little <laughs> bit of bumper for you here, man, you might, you know, you might not, uh, use it or whatever, but, uh, you might use it. You know, you know what? I think, I think we might actually have to get that on the side somewhere. You know, start, uh, a little bit of a bumper there, but they're giving See, away, man. They're throwing them. We might even uh, be here just a little bit, uh, kind of bit like a Spain. You know what I mean? Alcohol can be a gas. Yeah, alcohol could be a gas, and much more. John, thank you for the call. <laughs> now, John, I had to let you go real quick because I wanted to make this point. John reminded me of something that we once tried when we were on Revere Network and we first when we first got to WTPR on, which was yeah. the rant line. Which I, you mark my words, Ben, we're going to bring back the rant line. Uh, John, I pause you. I will get back. I want to hear a little bit more of your craziness, but hold on one second. Um, we have to institute the rant line because people like John can call up and you know literally just go crazy. And and we also of course encourage people when they're drinking heavily on Fridays, Saturdays, maybe Monday yes. mornings to to call in and really just give it all they got because then we can edit, you know. Their rants and and then it can get real crazy but okay i think okay john i think dropped off uh wyatt in maryland returning one of our good friends wyatt you're on the farm what's on your mind buddy hey how you doing i just tuned in uh on my phone and uh okay. uh we're talking about fascism yes sir and uh you know how people uh just mis misunderstand what fascism is about well, we have a, we have plenty of it right here. And then you were talking about uh, the use of cameras, and you were talking about the use of cameras on uh, uh, private uh, businesses and, and so on and so forth. But yes. don't, don't forget now, 
telephone communications companies, ATT, uh, Verizon, long-distance carriers, are all now uh, working with uh, this administration and Homeland Security and wiretapping, and, and these, these corporations are going to be held harmless where you can't, where you as a consumer can't do anything about it if they turn over their records to the government with, for your conversation so the government has complete access. Of course, they've always had that capability for quite a long time, but now what we're talking about is just being able to pick up any record, any place, anytime, anywhere, and then gather information. And I'm sure that the uh, even private industry using uh, Cameras for whatever, what different corporations from from uh, stores and businesses and private organizations and and uh, 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 corporations, especially defense industry, all that all that uh, uh, information is still watched. I mean, how do you think that they can continue? The government can continue to come after people for using uh, uh, child pornography. Uh, uh, on the internet, which I think is, is fine, but they, they, the government pays attention to everything that's, that's put on the internet, on the websites. That's why they call it web, because it entangles you and it snares you. <laughs> that's what I think. But anyway, uh, the government watches everything we do. And they, uh, years ago, years ago, they had a, uh, an organization called FinCEN. And it's for uh, financial uh, uh, information gathering, for supposedly for crimes. But every person in the United States uh, primarily has a, a dossier uh, if it's necessary to bring anybody to 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 to, uh, to uh, do any kind of survey on people or or uh, surveillance on people. And uh, so all of us in our, in our spending habits, our, our everything we do, and the more uh, technical, uh, technological, technologically, uh, that's a tough word for me today, I'm driving, uh, technologically uh, advanced that we are, the easier it is to keep yeah. tabs on anybody. Absolutely, and, that's, and, and you make a good point there, Wyatt. Well, you made a good point there when you talked about the AT&T thing because there's a private organization, there's a company that um, you know keeps keeps records of everybody's internet travel and things like that. And the second that they put it in the hands of the government is the second that it became illegal. Um, and and that that was one of the biggest problems because you know corporations are different. You can boycott a corporation if if you don't like their privacy policy, and you could gather up support and you could boycott them and and you could end them essentially. But you can't boycott a government. You can't end it. I mean, you could realize now when they're all people. working together. How do you? Boy I mean, you know, you, yeah. Granted, we can all go into the forest and live in a straw tent and yeah. not use any form of technology. But let's be honest. We got to talk practicality, and I, I'm not ready to do that just yet. And and, and first of all, why we have to let you go? Your, your phone was breaking up just at the end there a little bit. Uh, but we do appreciate the call. And just to go further, I mean, we haven't even talked about this yet. But yes, Bush just signed the terror surveillance bill now, literally granting uh, legal immunity to the companies, the telecom companies that aided in the eavesdropping, and God knows what else in that bill. I mean, they're just Bush and, and the administration now, before they get out, if they do, they're just covering up their asses now. They're just uh -huh. keeping, I'm going to play an audio clip when we get back from the break that uh, Charles Ratner sent to me. They are, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, they're not going to be held legally, not going to be able 
uh, to be held liable for anything that they've done because they know they are guilty as sin. Uniquely yep. uh, American. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, we are. Is just, I mean, I'm not trying to blame everything on this administration alone, but let's be honest, Ben. These eight years have dug us into such a hole of. You know, of just, I don't know, I, I can't use, it's no words, I am speechless, but let me let yeah. me read this here. President Bush signed a bill on Thursday overhauling laws on terror surveillance, a bill that represented a major victory for the White House because it included a provision to grant legal immunity to the telecommunications companies that assisted secret eavesdropping in the aftermath of September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks. Turd sandwich. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Well put. Quote, today I am pleased to sign landmark legislation that is vital to the security of our people. Stupid bitch. Listen to this. Listen to this pile of dog crap. This is what Bush said. The bill will allow our intelligence professionals to quickly and effectively monitor the communications of terrorists abroad while respecting the liberties of Americans here at home. Um, if you want to, if, folks, if anybody out there who believes this, I also recommend a couple of other stories you might want to check out on the web. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Mm -hmm. yep. That's a good one. Humpty Dumpty it comes to mind. That's my personal childhood favorite. Humpty Absolutely. Dumpty, you know, he fell off the wall, he cracked up, and whatever hell happened there. Um, I don't know what to tell you know I, you know I try to talk to my friends about this and then they're like oh I'm free I could go down the street and buy you know gallon of milk and I'm like you know listen you just do what you got to do you're free <laughs> right you're free and then you get these other asinine idiots where it's like well you got nothing to hide you ain't got to worry about anything yeah it's just this this mentality and and you know it's all the result of the programming on the TV programming your brain but sure enough, the bill comes nearly after a year of punishing. And, I, and I'm sorry about the accent. I'm not trying to make fun of the southern people. I have enormous respect for. No, we are carpetbaggers here. Uh, and we are broadcasting to a lot of southern. Yeah, and I so apologize. Watch out. Yeah, I got to be careful. People are going to come <laughs> pop my ass. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I in fact, I think the res I have more respect for people. In, I think I have more respect for people in Texas than any other city. I'm not just saying that because they're the ones. No, I They're agree. the ones making the difference. I we're agree. not in New York. We're probably the, the most guilty. Yes. In New York, we're a bunch of idiots in New York. Absolutely. People have. Misconception sometimes if they live in a metropolitan area. Oh yeah, you know city people know what city people don't have an effing clue yeah. what's going on. They're just such a part of the matrix they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. People in Texas know what's going on because they're the ones seeing their houses eminent domain. Yeah, you know uh, taking care of the houses, Trans Texas corridor, the North American Union. They're the ones. Unfortunately, uh, they're on the front line. So no, I, I apologize. I'm just you know I'm just losing it here. But anyway, the administration. With Texas. There you go. The administration had sought the changes following the initial 2005 disclosure of a secret surveillance program undertaken shortly after the 2001 terror attacks. Under the program, the National Security Agency, NSA, secretly monitored communications between suspected terrorists and their associates, some of whom, basically, you or me, Ben, some of whom were in the United States, including oh, U.S. Crap. citizens without a warrant. And, you know, we could talk about that. And then you could go even further. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know how, how true this is, but this just kind of broke. Where now, I think Dan sent us this. Uh, Halliburton charged with selling nuclear... <laughs> go ahead, Pi. <laughs> get, get me, get me. Uh, I'll, I'll try it again after you make fun of me. Go ahead. Thank you. Halliburton charged with selling nuclear technologies to. A, see, all this Bush talk yeah. with the nuclear has gone to my brain. Selling nuclear technologies to Iran. This is uh, top 25 censored stories. This is out of, yeah, check this out. Out of globalresearch.ca, 
Um, uh, I'm going to probably have to read most when we get back, but according to a journalist, Jason Leopold, sources at a former Cheney company, Halliburton, alleged that as recently as January of 2005, Halliburton sold key components for a nuclear <laughs> reactor to an Iranian oil development company. Le- Leopold said his Halliburton sources have intimate knowledge of the business dealings of both Halliburton and Oriental Oil Kish, one of Iran's largest private oil companies. So, I mean, this just goes on, and this, this breed of fascism, and whether this is true or not. I mean, if it is, you can figure, hey, they give them the nuclear stuff. This way they can blame them for having it. I mean, yeah. who knows nuclear. Who knows how deep this goes, but I'll read more when we get it's back, the same folks. thing as it happens. It really is. Yep. It's just unbelievable, and it, one of the big things here, Leopold, this guy, Justin Leopold, quotes a February 2001 report published in the Wall Street Journal that Halliburton Products and Service Limited works behind an unmarked door of the ninth floor of a new North Tehran tower block and, of course, they're not an American company, folks, so we, Halliburton is guilty just like FEMA for a lot of things. But we'll talk about it more on the other side. More phone calls and more craziness when we return, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. Stay with us. Right now, not be popular with the public. It doesn't matter. Today and today, should I feel guilty? You know, I don't know, Wolf. If war breaks out between Pakistan and Afghanistan, uh, you know, you may have some guys coming by and knocking on your door asking for transcripts. Uh, ordinarily, we don't do a question two days in a row, but this is important enough to be an exception. The House just passed President Bush's bill to redefine the treatment of detainees, and the Senate's expected to do the same thing tomorrow. Buried deep inside this legislation is a provision that will pardon President Bush and all the members of his administration of any possible crimes connected with the torture and mistreatment of detainees dated all the way back to September 11, 2001. At least President Nixon had Gerald Ford to do his dirty work. President Bush is trying to pardon himself. Here's the deal. Under the War Crimes Act, violations of the Geneva Conventions are felonies, in some cases punishable by death. When the Supreme Court ruled the Geneva Conventions applied to Al-Qaeda and Taliban detainees, President Bush and his boys were suddenly in big trouble. They've been working these prisoners over pretty good. In an effort to avoid possible prosecution, they're trying to cram this bill through Congress before the end of the week when Congress adjourns. The reason there's such a rush to do this, if the Democrats get control of the House in November, well, this kind of legislation probably wouldn't pass. You want to know the real disgrace of what these people are about to do or in the process of doing? Senator Bill Frist and Congressman Dennis Hastert and their Republican stooges apparently don't see anything wrong with this. I really do wonder sometimes what we're becoming in this country. Yeah, that's Jack Cafferty. And, you know, we're, we're <laughs> so we have, I mean, look, I mean, you, you want to talk about just absolutely guilty of war crimes. And I understand Kucinich is doing his deal, and I have tremendous respect for him trying to impeach this bastard in, 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 you know, that, who is our president. But absolutely. now you have uh, Bush you know, totally signing the terror surveillance bill granting legal immunity to te- telecom companies, which basically you know, obviously excuses the telecom companies, but of course the administration, I'm sure, of any wrongdoings. And this now you have Bush pardoning <laughs> himself and his administration against any potential war crimes for torture uh, with this other 
piece of legislation is now he's got immunity from war crimes. So at the end of the day, like like we were talking before the break, Ben, I mean, he this administration is not going to be able because you know there's going to be lawsuits for years. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to be uh, held liable because of all this other stuff coming out, which is it's just so sad. I mean, it, it, now the true colors, even if you're you know, half even if you have a half a brain, you have to see now at least that yes, any any uh, criminal out there that has half a brain that has the ability to pardon him or herself, yeah, is going to do it. Hello, exactly. yeah. this is like duh, yeah. politics one hundred and one. Yeah, uh, these people are guilty as sin of, of war crimes all across the board, and they're just saying, well, you can't convict me now because of the new, uh, new legislation. And um, just I wanted to finish up real quick here, Ben, before you know we'll go on here, but. I'm not sure how true this is, but out of global research, there's a story that came out. It's I guess it was kind of presented as the top 25 censored stories for 07. Maybe I'm late to the game here, but uh, Jason Leopold is talking here about how uh, Cheney and his company, company Halliburton, uh, allege, uh, Leopold alleges that as recently as January of 2005, Halliburton sold key components for a nuclear reactor to an Iranian oil development company. And throughout 2004 and 2005, Halliburton worked closely with Cyrus Nasiri, the vice chairman of the board of directors of Iran-based Oriental Oil Kish, to develop oil products in Iran. But get this. Nasiri is also a key member of, of Iran's nuclear development team. Wow. So this, I mean, this, this is crazy. I mean, you know, the, all this stuff now, and they're trying to give us, they're trying to sell us the same smelly bag of crap that they sold us about Iran. <laughs> oh, these guys are going to kill us. Yeah. You know, they're going to kill us with their nukes one day because they don't have them yet, but they might get them, and if they do, we're doomed. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> people still, people are buying this. Yeah. It's just the same lie over and over again, and I don't understand where the IQ of the population is going. Stop but, being a uh, I'd actually like to get someone's. Uh, this is a pretty long report here. Once again, Jason Leopold out of globalresearch.ca about Halliburton charged with selling nuclear technologies to Iran <laughs> in 2004, wow. 2005. Incredible. And we're, we're, and we're trying to take over their country. It's, we are so guilty. It's just, I feel like I'm taking crazy it's, it's, that's, that's, the, that's the only part of me that really feels shamed to be an American because we are making an ass of ourselves and we are causing so much problems. And everybody's laughing at us. Yeah, and then when you and then when you try to tell people, you know, your views that you want to pull out and you want to get out of people's affairs, oh, you're a non-interventionalist. No. If there's someone out there who's poor, if there's a country that needs medical aid or there's a tremendous disaster, I'm all in favor of helping. But we have to fix our problems here at home yeah. first. Yeah. First <laughs> so, and foremost, you know. Sick. What um, the hell yeah. is going so, on around here? But yes, as we do know, uh, Kucinich, Kucinich, our uh, new hero here at the Animal Farm. Oh yeah. He uh, he decided he 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 released 35 uh, articles of impeachment uh, a month ago uh, for impeaching the president and uh, members members of his cabinet for lying about the Iraq War, 9/11, uh, civil liberties violations, many many things. Um, he decided to condense them, I guess um, it was too much for Congress to handle the 35 articles, so he just put forth one <laughs> article. But then he, didn't, he did 60 after that, right? After 30, he, he did 60. He said he was going to do 60, but uh, I think he probably re relooked his strategy okay. and said, you know, these people are idiots, they can't handle 35. Mm -hmm. Let me just put one strong, uh, solid case out there for the <laughs> for the lies of the war in Iraq. So uh, this is um, Mike Sheehan, uh, this is from the Raw Story, former Democratic presidential candidate, uh, Representative Dennis Kucinich, held a press conference press conference today in which he presented a single article of impeachment against President George W. Yesterday in the House, Kucinich said, according to prepared text, we had a moment of silence for our troops. Today, it is time to speak out on behalf of those troops who will be in Iraq for at least another year, courageously representing our nation while their commander-in-chief sent them on a mission that was based on falsehoods about the threat of WMDs. 
from Iraq. He continued through the summer of fall of 2002. The Congress, the media, and the American people heard the terrifying drumbeat of fear uh, from the Bush administration in the form of a loud, well-advertised, orchestrated chanting by the president and his administrations about weapons of mass destruction, nuclear threats, biological weapons, chemical weapons, threats of imminent attacks, all circulated to gain media attention, public support, and congressional support for a war against Iraq. Now, uh, anybody that was alive back then, I'm sure everybody was, well, <laughs> understands. Still today, chances are. Yeah, I mean, you, you understand the... the thing but what i wanted to do is i sort of went back um and looked at a couple documentaries um one being uh, the uh, iraq war uncovered the, yeah yes the iraq war uncovered uh robert greenwald film and i pulled some clips from it um that basically in the in, in the administration's own words showed what they were saying about iraq and, and here it is i mean it's just incredible yeah. once you look back at yeah. it so here it is Weapons of mass destruction. A to the United States. And there's dozens of ballistic missiles. It is sponsored and sheltered terrorists. Tank, suicide bombers. Weapons are equally charged. Biological weapons, including anthrax and botulism toxins. Biological and chemical agent to kill millions of people. Chemical weapons, including BX and sarin, mustard gas. To a massive and sudden horror. Massive death and destruction. Death on a massive scale. The danger to our country is grave. The danger to our country is growing. The Iraqi regime possesses biological and chemical weapons. The Iraqi regime is building the facilities necessary to make more biological and chemical weapons. And according to the British government, the Iraqi regime could launch a biological or chemical attack in as little as 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Oh, my God. The order were given. It's almost an hour. The regime has long-standing and continuing ties to terrorist organizations. And there are al-Qaeda terrorists inside Iraq. The regime is seeking a nuclear bomb. And with fissile material, could build one within a year. Weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of mass destruction. Weapons of mass death. Dom has resumed his efforts to acquire nuclear weapons. Develop nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons. The intelligence that we were operating off was uh, was correct. The quality of our intelligence operation, I think we're better than anybody else. We gathered a lot of intelligence. That intelligence was good, sound intelligence. <laughs> so, there, so there you have it. Yeah. That's some of the lies that they spit. I like nonsense. It wakes up the brain cells. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, it's, I'm glad you brought it up, man, because when you, you know, when I watched it originally, it was years ago, mm-hmm. and that you really listen back now, and you just realize how effectively they played off of our fears. Yes. Um, they did a great job, and you have to give them credit for being so manipulative, even though they're rat bastard. Evil high five here. Yeah, right. Evil high four and uh, you know, it is what it is. Folks, much more on the way. Animalfarmshow.com's website. Thank you for participating tonight. Stay tuned. Much more news when we get back.
right, 512-646-1984, folks. That's the phone number to reach us, as always. You are listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. And, uh, well, you know... I'm so excited! I am excited, too. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're glad to be here. Thanks I know we... Three of us. It, it's tough news. We do have some, some comic relief coming up here um, with, with the, the clip from The Onion that just came out. But, uh, you know, folks, we took the break there, and I just uh, the one thought that came to my head tonight is just... How the hell did we ever get here? I mean, I can't believe we're living in this time and we're in such a dark place. And it probably baffles me even more that, that, yeah, well, I know, but, uh, but it baffles me even more that most people don't know. I think that's probably what bothers me. And before we move on, it was a great quote that I read. You know, a lot of times we talk about issues and someone comes up to you and they put you on the spot. What's so wrong with America? You know, this whole thing. And uh, Mike Whitney wrote a, an article, and I want to quote it. Uh, it's called Bush's Ownership Society Hits the Canvas. And this is just kind of a, it's one paragraph. I'm not trying to make a huge statement here, but it's just a good kind of concise paragraph as to, you know, some of the things that are really going wrong with this country, and I'll read about it. Um, once again, Mike Whitney. The economy is in tatters. Consumer confidence has plummeted. Food and energy prices are soaring, and the housing market is experiencing its biggest crash since the Great Depression. Manufacturing is down, unemployment is up, gasoline is topping $4 per gallon, and tent cities are sprouting up throughout the Southwest. If there is a silver lining to this mess, it is not visible from planet Earth. So we've got to clean up this country. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We are here today to effect a change. We are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official myth. We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining this cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. Good questions that you just brought up, Tony. Was you know how did we get to this point? How did why why are we why are Americans so stupid? Why is George nobody Shetland. paying attention? Uh, is it culturally un, is it culturally uncool to pay attention? And I think this onion clip is a great example. It just yeah. does a great job. That's of, a good question. Of sort of breaking breaking out uh, why politics is the kind of way it is. So here it is. presidential election coming up just around the corner, in fact, which can be a very difficult day for the millions of us who just couldn't care less. Well, joining us to help us make it through election 2008 is today now political correspondent Dan Carlisle. Dan, Hi, good Dan. to see you again, Dan. Well. How are you doing? We're doing well, thank you. You've got to help us out here, my friend, because all those informed people with their judgmental looks come election mm -hmm. day, I mean, I just don't think I can spend another year dealing with that. Can you help? Absolutely. <laughs> Luckily, it's actually pretty simple to, to pretend you care about the electoral process. Really? Try something like this. Invite some friends over for dinner. Mm -hmm. Have the news on when they show up. Then apologize as you turn off the TV and say, I promise I won't talk about politics tonight. Okay. I like that. Very All direct right. yet very simple. Mm -hmm. But what if they ask you, you know, are you a de uh, dem uh, Democrat. Democrat or uh, <laughs> the other one? Right. Don't panic. Just use one of these political non-opinions I brought. Okay. Oh, I see. Right. 
I like that. Mm -hmm. It's easy yeah. enough. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah. Here's another simple thing to do. Talk about how sad it is that some people refuse to get involved in politics. Right. Blaming others for being uninformed is always a great way of seeming informed yourself. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> but what if they corner you on one of these uh, like political issues, like well, uh, health care? Oh, hold yeah. on, my phone's vibrating. Oh, oh okay. No. Well, I apologize. Well, we'll hey. Okay, and I've got you. See what happened there? That's a phone fake out. <laughs> oh, what you really bother oh, Use you that, that to get out of a political question that's just too difficult to answer. Uh -huh. Well, now that's great for these coming weeks, but Dan, what about election day? First step, go to our website. All right? yeah. We have a great tool there which allows you to print out an I voted sticker. So during work, you go act like you voted, you come back, you wear the sticker. Right. <laughs> and the questions don't need to be asked anymore because you're right up front with it. It says it right there. It says yeah. I voted. <laughs> be sure you come back, though, with a poll anecdote. Yeah. What's the poll anecdote? It's a story or observation that you come back after you're done fake voting. You wouldn't believe it. They had my last name misspelled at the polling station. Ah, Something like that. Okay. You see how that was specific, but not so specific that someone could check it yeah. out? Right, yeah. right. So uh, I ended up in line right behind my old college roommate works. The roof caved in doesn't. But what if, despite all that, they still just don't believe that you went to the polls that day? You got to up the ante again, Jim. Yeah. Here, scroll a quick child's drawing on a piece of paper. Something like this here. You can use marker, crayon, or crayon, nothing too sophisticated. Then, say to your voting friend, I pulled this off the wall at the elementary school. I couldn't I resist it. Was just so oh, that is, you did this yourself? Yes, yeah. I made this one. Well, now, after all you've told us, there is no excuse to not, not vote. Yes, yes, absolutely. Every single person out there can take part in pretending to take part in the political process. Dan, we've got to have you back in November, because we will not know what to say about who won. Yeah, I'll be here. I'm not going to say a word till I've talked to you. <laughs> that's smart. All right, Dan, thanks a lot. Thanks, Dan. Ed, what do we... <laughs> right, so that's, that's the onion coming out of the onion. And they just do, they do some great pieces out there there that really show you know the ignorance of, of people because you know that really is that really is the truth in a in a, in a yeah, well, sort of way they obviously really do a great job there man but no yeah they're, see they're laughing at it they're obviously making a big joke out of it but yeah. unfortunately it's the truth uh -huh. and then i think one of the, the my favorite parts is that yeah when you try to pretend that you have the tv on watching the news and, oh i'm sorry i won't talk about politics <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean unfortunately you could lose friends really quick in yeah. this sick day and age in this sick country well the other good one too that they had stated was uh, you know the fact that uh, making fun of other people for not being informed that makes you look more informed yourself <laughs> exactly. that's, a, that's a good one that's like a that. great one that's all right funny. to your phones tom in michigan you're on the animal farm what's up tom hey kiddos how you doing tonight Tom, doing well. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good for an old man. Yeah, the reason I'm calling, uh, though, uh, one thing he can't pardon himself for, Shrub, uh, is treason. Okay. And he's, uh, okay, go on. Yeah, I, we're listening. Yeah, uh, and Cheney, I mean, they've all committed treason, and, uh, you know, we've, uh, uh, and plus the international laws, they can go after them, too. You know, in a, I mean, I don't believe in internationalism like that, but... In this case, I would let him go to the Hague. Yeah, I mean, the other question, too, Tom, is just, you know, granted, there's so many things this president is guilty of. And, and yeah, you know, treason, obviously, I think under the treason umbrella, there's got to be several versions of it. No, unless I'm way off. But it's just a question of, is it going to get done? And I don't I don't think it is, because who's going to do it? Yeah. If we rely on Kuzenich, can't do it, uh, impeach him you know, for that. And even if it's after the presidency is over. You know, this is just crazy. And, and not only, you know, never mind George Bush. I mean, look, Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, Condoleezza Rice. These people, I mean, these people should be tried and eventually hanged. Absolutely. This is crazy. Well, we could talk well, about the... I'm sorry, go ahead, well, Tom. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, uh, well, and, well, maybe uh, they should be like Michael Reagan said about uh, people. They should be taken out and put in the, you know, 
You know what, Tom? Yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't want to stoop to that level. I mean, I certainly am not going to be dumb enough to say anything like that over the airwaves about you know the president. Oh no, I, really I, I didn't either. But granted, you know, yeah, we want revenge, and, and granted, we, we certainly don't want to stoop down to Reagan's level. But I think the point is well taken. I mean, yeah, this is this is unacceptable well, I mean, now. It's justice. Yeah, it's, I've got a nephew. I got a nephew as a captain over there right now, and I'm I'm really disgusted because he's the charge of a Patriot battery. Uh -huh. And uh, I think uh, he was down there a couple months ago, and I think they're getting ready real soon to go into Iran. And uh, I, you know, not only, you know, with uh, that, you know, with going to war with Iran, because Iran's not going to take a like line down. Oh, there's no and, way. You know, there's I not even a chance. And uh, plus all the DU and all the uh, poison that we've uh, polluted Iraq and Afghanistan and all them other countries with. You know, we've got so many, you know, we're just as guilty if we don't bring them before the trial. You know, I, I mean, our, we got to get a hold of our congressmen and tell them, look, you guys got to do it because you guys are just as guilty if you don't. Yeah, well, that's, that's Vietnam, one thing. That's, that's the biggest that. part about it, Tom, is that, you know, the, the biggest net that we could throw over it and the most accurate net, in my opinion, is the fact that, you know, these people violated their oath of office. I mean, that is first and foremost. Yeah. You want to get congressmen in trouble. You want to get presidents in trouble. They literally violated their oath of, oath of office. They did. And that oath of office Bottom is, line. To, is to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. These people are, are passing laws that are clearly 1,000% against the Constitution. Free speech zones. I'm sorry, folks. I'm not sorry. Sorry, folks, is no, completely 1,000% unconstitutional and, and so unfreedom-like, it's ridiculous, and, and we need to start going after them for that. So when you get a yuppie or a stupid idiot on the line that says, well, what did Bush do wrong? What, because he lied about, can you prove that he lied? No, I don't need to prove that he lied, buddy. People still think Bush is a, a Catholic or a Christian, Ben, so people are so friggin' lost. He violated his oath of office. It's very, Period. very simple. Period. The end. That's not enough for the average lemming, though. Oh, yeah. well, what does God, that mean? you got to protect the country. What does that mean? Having formally charged with conspiracy to commit treason, terrorism, and sedition, the penalty for which is death by firing squad. It is what it is, but <laughs> either way, you know, we're up against a break. Tom, thanks for the call. Uh, folks, many, much more we get back. Hopefully we'll be joined by John McCain, so stay tuned. Folks, five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. Final segment here on the Animal Farm Radio Show. We're now joined by John McCain, Senator John McCain. Uh, Senator McCain, thank you for making time to join us on this great radio program. Thank you. You're my sworn enemy. No, I appreciate that, <laughs> Senator McCain. I mean, listen, if we're your enemy, then we're doing the right thing. Uh, <laughs> Senator, you know, I wanted to ask you about all these. You know, every every week now we're talking about someone else coming out and saying something stupid, uh, irresponsible, whether it's about the 9-11 comments or about how Americans are whiny little bitches. And, of course, those people that are in much better positions than Americans are. It's you know, just a fact. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, why, you know, who's responsible for this, though? Can we not blend? I know you're not saying it, and I know you come out and you always... Uh, you know, try to protect against, and you say I don't, I don't agree. You know, try to cover your own butt, but you know, who's to blame for these incidents? It's got a heck of a lot to do with radical Islamic extremism. I see. Well, I mean, that seems like par for the course with you. Uh, let me well, let me just let me, let me go further with this, Ben, before you ask your questions. If that's the case, Senator McCain, you know, what's what's the biggest threat to the United States right now, as you see it? Islamic extremism. Okay. Oh, uh, right. what do you go figure? All right. Well, let me try this. Um, 
you know, what is the biggest threat to our health care system right now? It's got a heck of a lot to do with radical Islamic. <laughs> Go figure. Wow. Every time with Incredible. this guy. Everything. Uh, John McCain, uh, how old are you? Islamabad. Oh, my oh, God. He's, he's completely lost okay. it. Oh, Mr. McCain, okay, you, listen, this is ridiculous, okay? You, you, you talked about how you wanted to bomb bomb Iran, okay? And we just played this clip of you before. I can't believe um, this. Yes, I know. I know. Oh, it's a very man. funny song. Really? And we, then we played this clip before about the, the cigarettes thing, how you want to ship cigarettes to Iran to kill uh, people there, innocent civilians. What is going through your mind? What is wrong with you, sir? <laughs> it's unbelievable. I do not know. Oh, man. Well, nobody, I mean, how, how, how are people going to vote with you if you keep saying these outrageous things, sir? You know, people like Billy the Kid, people like Jesse James. I mean, there's a kind of a, a, a thing out there. But wow. My, th those people are dead, sir. He's I think long he's, past. They can't vote anymore. I think he's lost it, Ben. I think he's out of his gourd. Never diminish that fact. Oh my God! Well, let me just let me just uh, let me ask this thing because I can't get a straight answer out of you. It's always ex Islamic extremism with you. What's I'm trying to stop? What is the um, what is ten plus five? Radical Islamic extremism. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> well, forget about uh, it. You know, we're getting. I, 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 yeah, I don't. Well, you know what, Senator McCain? Thanks for joining us, the Animal Farm. Try to call in some other time when uh, you've taken your your pills or something. <laughs> Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret. You got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. I know he's old. I know he's aging. And I'm not trying to make fun of anybody's age. I mean, he, he's, he's done a lot of things for this country, but you want to talk about senile folks. Anyway, you just try to talk to some of people, you know? Yeah, everything you say. It's, it's Islamist extremism. You know, what, what time is it? Islamic extremism. What, you know, what color is your hair? Islamic like extremism. Like everything, robot or yeah, everything's about terrorism with these guys. It makes you sick. <laughs> really, folks, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, look, if that doesn't if that doesn't expose what's going on, then, hey, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, you are listening to the Animal Farm, the one, the only. Uh, ben, I do want to kind of, you know, not necessarily a teaser, but, you know, we, we are approaching the uh, next anniversary of 9-11. And, of course, there's so much news. We barely even talked. We didn't talk at all, I should say, about this new BBC hit piece uh, with the edit of Larry Silverstein's comment to um, omit that then the building fell or then we watched the building fall. You know, it's really amazing how slick the media companies are getting the news outlets i should say especially what? of all of all outlets the bbc the yeah. ones responsible for um reporting that the building fell before it did i mean you want to talk about balls of steel or just plain insanity i don't know what to call it these days because i mean i'm you know things i guess i'm surprised but i'm not surprised i don't know what to tell you but either way uh because building seven and you know i don't want to get into a 9-11 debate here ben because building seven still seems to be the one of the smoking guns it seems like now these hit pieces are coming out about that to still try to quell the questioning and try to continue the the fluff and the ignorance of the population. So either way, Ben, I mean, I, I really want to do something special for the, the whole month of September, and I'd like to do uh, a lot of reports and get some real good guests on and really kind of bring the information forth just, yeah. just to put that out there. But Absolutely. 
It is what it is. But, folks, if you didn't get it, I'm not going to play the clip. I'm sure most of you checked it out. But PrisonPlanet.com, uh, BBC Hit Piece, edits Silverstein comment and dirty tricks scam. You check this out. This came out on the 8th. Um, and this was written by Paul, Paul Joseph Watson. So check it out. You'll see the two clips, the original one that aired for uh, America Rebuilds and then how they edit it slightly to, you know, just very trickery. The trickery is really good these days, and they're doing a really good job. So it is what oh it is. God. But, yeah, Ben, I mean, we're almost on the air for a year. October 17th, I think, is our, our one-year anniversary. So I'm very sure we'll, maybe we'll have to bring out some, some beers for that show and, and really bring it home. So nice. it is what it is. Nice. But, you know, I'm still baffled by the whole John McCain thing. I, 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 can't, even, I can't even think. Anymore. I can't even Incredible. think. I, I'm just baffled. Some people you just try to talk to and it just. Uh, Are we on the power segment right now? Uh, did we forget about the power segment? We did. We could do that. No. Quickly. We can do that. Okay. Do Let's, that. Why don't we get. Yep. All right. The power segment. Let me go through news at the very first page. Okay. Yep. And we're not on drugs, just so everybody knows. We're high on life. We are. And we're just. And uh, John McCain's cigarettes. Oh my God. Try to kill them. Okay. <laughs> then you start this time. I'm not starting. Okay. From the Los Angeles Times, this article, the Iraq War movie, military hopes to shape genre. This is a great article. Uh, if you Google this, this is this is great. Um, there's a war going on. Army, Army Lieutenant Colonel J. Todd Bressel has a mission, but it's far removed from the uh, captured Iraqi palace where he was once stationed. He fights his war now from an office. And Bouvel Island, uh, lined with movie posters chronicling conflicts real and imagined from Patton and War of the Worlds, uh, the mission is both harder and important than you might appear. So he's, he's basically a propaganda person. Oh, really? Who's um, basically contacting film companies and saying, if you want to do a U.S. A military film, you have to get our help in order to do it. Otherwise, you know, you're not allowed to do it. Um, in order to get our help our help we have to take a look at the scripts and and, and, and prove approve them, them. wasn't yeah, that so. a response because all the vietnam films were so impactful exactly i read about right. this yes yeah, so so if you guys want to look take a look at this and uh you know the los angeles times put this out the iraq war movie military hopes to shape genre is the is the article yeah there's um i forgot the damn name there's another there's an hbo special coming out it's like kill squad or something like that i'm i don't know if it's going to be you know decorated to be you know nice and happy but it seems like it's kind of a a drama ish type show i'm not sure if it's going to really show anything true but yeah he, obviously so many great films about vietnam that showed all the horrors yes. uh and even like even the unlikely uh like even like a deer hunter whereas there's just that one or two scenes of the, the, the torture camp there with the, uh -huh. the russian roulette i mean so many great films depicted what really happened there in so many ways and i think it opened up people's eyes but unfortunately we're falling right back into the same trick but anyway uh another analysis came out where now u.s military are looking for people to patrol the internet U.S. military is looking for a contractor to patrol cyberspace, watching for warning signs of forthcoming terrorist attacks or other hostile activity on the web. Why? <laughs> exactly. Quote, if someone wants to blow us up, we want to know about it, Robert Henbrook. This is like the mentality Shut of a four-year-old guy, a you know, four-year-old boy playing with G.I. Joe. Yes. It's crazy. Uh, Robert You've Henbrook. Of a four-year-old boy, and I'm wow. really glad to get rid of it. I, that's, that was not planned. <laughs> Robert Henbrook, the deputy <laughs> intelligence chief of the U.S. Army's 5th Signal Command in Mannheim, Germany, told the United Press International. In a solicitation posted on the web last week, the command said it was looking for a contractor to provide Internet awareness services to support force protection, the term of art for the security of the United States military installations and personnel. Okay. Hey, you know, if this is supposed to be a... Yeah, well, if the, not that we want a democracy, but if this is democracy, can't we all just vote and come up with a mob rule vote whether or not we want government to protect us on the Internet? I don't. 
But anyway, uh, the purpose of the services will be to identify and assess stated and implied threat, antipathy, unrest, and other contextual data relating to selected Internet domains, says the solicitation. Yep. And Hembrook was tight-lipped. Now that's ridiculous. Yeah. Hembrook was tight-lipped about the pr- proposal, even though he came out and said, uh, people want to blow us up. But he did say the more we talk about it, the less effective it will be if we didn't have to put it in, uh, put it out in the public to make the contact award, we wouldn't have. So, okay. you know, just, just more your freedoms blown at your ass. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, articles. I'm going to read through the headlines really fast because this is the power <laughs> segment. We want to power through. Iraq <laughs> insists on withdrawal timetable is one. Okay, so now the government in Iraq is insisting that we leave. Uh, CNN poll says most say founding fathers wouldn't be impressed. 69% of respondents think founding fathers would be disappointed with America. Still 61% say they're extremely proud to be American. A uh, bunch of freaking idiots. Uh, Obama to refine Iraq plan. This is just a softening of his uh, ultimate position. Oh, yeah, now he's changing to... his tune pretty much, isn't he? Yes. Yep. He's got a hell of a lead over McCain, doesn't he? Yes, and then this is this one from Salon.com. The FBI's plan to profile Muslims. Um, it's unconstitutional, it's un-American, and it's going to hurt rather than help the FBI effort to stop real acts of terror. Uh, tenant banned from Flying Flag upside down gets death threats and... Uh, gets threatened. Uh, there's actually a law that takes away money if you leave the U.S. Uh, citizenship. They fine you for that. No. Um, and that's that's all I got time for this right now. You know? Oh my God, Ben. Unfortunately, we have run out of time again, and I guess this needs to be a three-hour show because we barely even got to our news. We got great callers, and folks, we, we always appreciate you calling and talking about whatever's in your mind. Hopefully, we entertained you and informed you. Uh, like always, we appreciate your participation. Folks, we should be back Tuesday of next week, 7 to 9 Eastern and uh, 6 to 8 Central. And uh, for Ben and Pyth, I am once again Tony Pax saying dissent in your government is as American as apple pie, so keep it up. And we love you all and hope to hear from you next week. Take care. Have a great weekend. A lot of anti-Americanism. It's got a heck of a lot to do with radical Islamic extremism. Thank you, Mr. McKee.